Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. Okay. Joining me, not as always, is my cousin and mom's niece, Whitney. Hi, Hi. Whitney. How's it going? Thanks for clarifying that I was your cousin and also your mom's niece. <laughs> well, well, it could be. I guess it, yeah. Not necessarily. Well, no, you'd still be my niece. Just through marriage. Yeah. You're her yeah. blood niece. You're her blood. I am of your blood. My blood <laughs> runs through her veins. <laughs> Which means I really like <laughs> movies. Yeah. And yeah. We have a lot in common. Yes. We've been discussing we do, it actually, all weekend. Yeah. Yes. Uh, today we are chatting about the film version of the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society in today's episode. But first, what have we been watching? Mom, let's start with you. What? To go over what me and you have been watching. Oh. <laughs> well, we watched a whole season in one night of, of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And that's also what Whitney has been watching a fair amount of. Whitney, would you like to clarify why you've been watching so much of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist? Uh, I mean, I really enjoy the music. Uh-huh. And, and the, the story. acting and the story. <laughs> oh, and also there's a, like, raging hot guy in it, like... <laughs> Maybe I should just stop there. Uh, yeah, Skylar yeah. Aston is the driving force behind yeah. me watching that show. He can get it. He can get it. <laughs> what so, is it? He's been visiting the muscle. He's, he's been, been dabbling, dabbling in the muscular arts. arts. That's it. Yeah, he is adorable. And um, we've also, that caused us to watch a Pitch Perfect Marathon this weekend as Which well. I had never seen the second two movies and yeah. I enjoyed them. Yeah, they're fun. Than I thought. Two and three? Yeah. Yeah. And then also mom and I, I, cause I had not watched, I had not finished Virgin River. So we right. finished, mom had already seen it, but right. I finished Virgin River, um, which that's getting a second season. And then they just announced that Sweet Magnolias is getting a which second season. Which has no virgins. There is a river. <laughs> there could be some, vir that probably that teenage boy is that probably. Sweet teenage boy. Yeah. He's probably a virgin. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's what, uh, what we've been watching. Have you been dabbling in anything else besides Skylar Aston related media? <laughs> I would say I've more than dabbled in that. Uh, does it have to Ew. be? <laughs> oh, does it have to be like network TV no. type stuff? Okay, so I've been watching this YouTube channel, and I think I sent you one of her videos. Her name is Rachel Maxi, and she like talks about like oh, yeah. vintage style and things like that. But she's really really funny. But the reason I bring it up now is because she is on um, like in mannerisms and in her like speech yeah. pattern, she's almost identical to you. Yeah. And it's un friggin' I didn't I didn't quite see it as much, but I wonder if you wouldn't though because it's you. Yeah. Like if Julie watched it, I don't I think she would probably see it too, but it is I just feel sorry for the poor girl. But what was her name again? <laughs> Rachel Maxie. Rachel right? Maxie, yeah. But she's also very entertaining. That's an that's an awesome name. I know. My name's Rachel Maxie. I'm Rachel Maxie. I'm 50 years old. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how that goes. Uh, okay, so today, uh, different from how we usually operate, we are talking about a movie. This is part of our, you know, three-step plan to give us some more breaks. <laughs> Which has been uh, awesome because it's given me some time to finish the series of books that we yeah, started last Yeah, the Court of Thorns and Roses. With the thousand-page books. Gosh, dang, are. that series. <laughs> take that long. Yeah, no. they're long. Well, it's Jeez. like an 800-page book or something. Um, but I suppose... Okay, so we're going to talk about a movie today, but I suppose first, because we have Whitney here, I should say, um, yes, Whitney is my cousin. Whitney and I are pretty close. Is that fair to say, Whitney? Yeah. I, Am I speaking... I would have I put it more, you know passionately than that. Like, <laughs> Ellen and I are very close. <laughs> yes. Okay. We've lived together. Yes, we've lived together. We There's a five-year age difference between the two of us. And you'd never know it. Um, but you grew up in the same city, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And But I would say we didn't get super close until, like... Not until you were in college. Yeah, until we were older. Um, you Come know, on, our play nights? Those were... Yeah, yeah but I mean... That's Ellen, where it started. But... Ellen wasn't there for all of those. Like, she was... You were in college for a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, and as I think it's pretty normal for like when there's that big of an age difference, like even with siblings and stuff, when there's that big of an age difference, you don't start to become like really good friends until I did have to wait for you to get on my level. <laughs> it <laughs> took a long time. <laughs> um, sure, we'll go with that. Now, mom and I are like dead set on trying to get Whitney to read romance and fall in love with it as much as 
we... She is dragging her feet. Yeah, best of luck. I know that you will like it once you start reading it. She has stigma built up in her head about what romance is. And I told her I had the same stigma before I started reading romance. And I used to make so much fun of Ellen for her reading her, you know, silly little books after I paid for such a great college education. Yeah. And it was a little frustrating for me. And then she... Won me over to the dark side. Can yeah. I say that's almost part of the problem here is that I've dug in my heels so much and at this point I would have to eat a lot of crow. Yeah, I know. And I can't wait and for I... that crow to be that crow feast. Crow feast. In this case, the crow will be mighty nice. <laughs> um, I just know based on like the kind of shows and movies that you like and how much you are similar to me and mom in that you get all Twitter pated when there's like cute stuff happening. When does that ever happen? <laughs> all the all time. <laughs> I just know that you will like it and it frustrates me that you drag your feet. So mom and I were telling her she needs to read Bridgerton's in preparation for the show. Which apparently is never coming to show. Gosh. Coming uh, um, you should still read it. Yeah. Your frustration is palpable. Yes. yes. It is. It is. Um... But, like, what do you tend to read when you are not being coerced into reading romance? Uh, I read a lot of, like, murder mysteries. Yeah. And I read a lot of... When you like spooky stuff. I do like spooky stuff. So I'll read a lot of, like, horror stories like Stephen King and yes. stuff like that. She gets into that stuff. Yeah. Um, there are romances. There are horror. Every yeah, like, suspense, mystery. I don't want friggin' vampires... There's not Going always that There's... tastes like peaches. Can I? You don't want that. <laughs> how, how like uh, saucy do you guys get on this show? All because I've listened to a lot of it. Super like, saucy. Can I say banged? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, come on, calm down, Winnie. Can I say banged? <laughs> yes, we say banged all the time. Okay. I feel like I knew that. I just wasn't sure if it was like acceptable for a visitor. You can say boned if you want to say can that. Can I say pork? You could say pork. There's been... Ryan said porked a lot, <laughs> and there was listeners who did not like porked, but... So stay away from porked. Yeah. Any meat products. Yeah. That's... It's... Not any meat. <laughs> Some meat's nice. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like slab of beef, Julie? <laughs> okay. You're anyway. my favorite person. <laughs> Let's get back on track. I knew that this was how this was going to go. <laughs> I told my mom, I was like, it's going to be me trying to rein in mom and Whitney the whole time. Whoa. Excuse me. Like we reined in. <laughs> Mother hen over here. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, well, somebody's got to keep Sorry that we're dragging you down, Ellen. Somebody's got to keep this show running. Okay. So today, this we've day. met Whitney. She's fine. Whatever. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the film, The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. It is based on the novel of the same name by Marianne Schaefer and Annie Barrows. The film was directed by Mike Newell and stars Lily James, Mikiel Huseman, um, Glenn Powell, and Jessica Brown Finlay, among others. Um, I looked for a good in-depth plot description for the movie, but the one on the back of the book was better. So here's the back book cover description. Um... Night, January 1946, London is emerging from the shadow of the Second World War, and writer Julia Ashton is looking for her next book subject. Who could imagine that she would find it in a letter from a man she's never met, a native of the island of Guernsey, who has come across her name written inside a book by Charles Lamb. As Julia and her new correspondent exchange letters, Julia is drawn into the world of this man and his friends, and what a wonderfully eccentric world it is. The, get, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, born as a spur-of-the-moment alibi when its members were discovered breaking curfew by the Germans occupying their island, boasts a charming, funny, deeply human cast of characters, from pig farmers to phrenologists, literature lovers all. Julia begins a remarkable correspondence with the society's members, learning about their island, their taste in books, and the impact the recent German occupation has had on their lives. Captivated by their stories, she sets sail for Guernsey, and what she finds will change her forever. Okay, Mom, we will start with you. What did you think of the film? Well, first of all, I want to point out, because you read the book description, the book is written as just a series of letters. Yes. Okay, I'm glad you said that, because that was what I thought. Right. Yes. It, I it's, it's, there's no 
text narrative. Really. Yeah. It's just a series of letters between her and these different people, and that's how she kind of learns her story and finds and out. And we should also say all three of us have read the, the book. book. It's been a long time since it's I've been a while since read I read the book. Too. So likewise, I don't remember a whole lot about the book. I remember certain key differences between the book and the movie. Um, but, but the movie doesn't focus on that so much. Only in that, as I was watching the movie, um, she tends to get the whole story, pieces of it from different people. And that's pretty much the way the book did it through letters. But she's doing it more remotely. Like, she's finding out the story when she's in, in London. London. A good chunk of it. I mean, she does go to Guernsey. But yeah. She, I mean, she gets to Guernsey pretty early on in the movie and... I remember in the book, it took her much longer to like right. actually get to Guernsey. And I also would like to point out that the island of Guernsey is actually very close to France, which is why it became occupied by the Germans so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's is part of England, but it's not very close to England. It's it's truly right off the coast of France. So the Germans, you know, in their bid to get to England, occupied it shortly after they occupied France. Yes. So what did you think of the movie? <laughs> That's enough of that nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love this movie. Yeah. Like, so very much. Like, yeah. love it and get all... It's um, it's far more romantic than the book was. Yes. That is the key difference that I remember between the movie and the book is that the movie really plays up the, the romance, romance angle. Which I am and not. God bless it. Yeah, I'm not going to complain that. about. Because um, uh, the book was very sweet. Yeah. It just took a lot. I mean, it wasn't even a slow burn. It was just. It was, it was almost like them, the like romantic payoff is just kind of like an afterthought that like happens. Because yeah. there's not even a whole lot of like tension building up to them hooking, getting together. It's right. um, It just kind of happens. happens very organically. But um, I love the movie, and I love the romance, and I love that they're both pretty easy to look at, and yes. all those things. It's only yeah. fun when the male and female lead are attractive. Basically. Yeah. It helps. Um, well, Whitney- I, Lily James is just adorable. She is in, like, everything she's in. Mom and I saw Lily James on the West End in Romeo and Juliet. We did. Wow, you guys are so cultural. It's crazy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, Whitney, what did you think of the film? I loved it, and... And I remember, like, being charmed by the book. I liked the book, which was, I mean, I read it in high school, I think, which was a while ago. And um, I love the movie, though. Yeah. Like, I could watch that movie on repeat. I think, I think the, and I I won't speak for you, but I think the romantic uh, nature being boosted is what makes, I think, the movie more enjoyable palatable to me in particular and i think to the masses i think yeah if it had just been the 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 story the way the book is written it would have kind of fallen flat yeah because you need that kind of like passionate through line that helps with this the her story um it's also beautiful to look at Mm -hmm. like the movie i mean it makes you want to go to a little remote island in England and however it wasn't filmed on Guernsey. I know yeah Julie was very very clear on that <laughs> I was point. looking all these things up while we were watching it it wasn't filmed on but Guernsey it's so beautiful it is atmospheric very yes. and it reminded me of all those cute little towns in England that we drove through yes and, and her clothes are amazing mm. yes and Michael Huseman is beautiful to look at well so is what's his toes Martin Reynolds okay. yeah and um I mean he's cute until he becomes kind of a dick but in his defense, I I kind of get why he was a dick. Yeah. Are we going to get to that? Um, yeah. Okay. So hold off for now. Okay. Um, okay. What did we think of Juliet as the heroine of the story, for lack of a better I loved Juliet. Yeah. I loved that she... First of all, the whole idea of he finds a book, or he gets a hold of a book somehow that has her name and address in it because she used to own it. And then sold it years prior, and he found he found the book and read it and enjoyed it, and her name and address was in it, and so he reached out to her, and um, just that whole thing just seems so sweet and well. And as readers, like to fall in love through through a book, through a book. literally through yeah. a book, <laughs> and uh, I just think that's awesome. And then for her to be a writer, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I mean she wasn't just like. 
especially in the 40s. I mean, to be a female writer in the 40s. and Writing under a man's name. Well, she was yeah. for that one. I don't think she would have later on, but she was for that one series that she wrote. Yeah. And that was just kind of a joke. Yeah. Kind of. It was it was interesting to see, like, I mean, you don't get, I think you get more of it in the book from what I remember, but to see kind of the publish, woman in publishing in that time, like right. post-World War II, um, it was kind of interesting to see. Yeah. Because her other book about Anne Bronte, she published that in her own name. That sold 28 copies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought she was uh, great and, you know, she's kind of our conduit into Guernsey and their society and learning more about them and um, just kind of her tenacity to try and find out more about what's going on. And this. she's very proactive. Yes. Yeah. She drives a lot of that story herself. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Especially within the movie, I think. I think in the book it's she she does, you know, pursue it pretty good, but I think in the movie they need her to right. be pursuing it harder. Um and yeah, she's just so cute. I lo- I love Lily James and everything she's in. Um what did we think of Dazi? Mr. Pig Farmer as oh, our disgusting as our hero. <laughs> so hard to look at. So hard to look Couldn't at. Couldn't they have got somebody hot? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my Couldn't gosh. they have gotten someone that wears sweaters better? <laughs> yeah. Even torn ripped nasty sweaters. Couldn't they have got like an actual pig farmer for real? <laughs> <laughs> Even when his hair was all messy from being blown around, no. it's just like, gosh dang, Mom, dude. Especially What's... when his hair was messy. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, disheveled. Yeah. Yeah. Dossie, yeah. Yeah. He, um, and like we were saying, you know, the meeting through a book is just so romantic. So, like, he's he's a book nerd and that's swoony. But then... I don't think he would identify that way. <laughs> I don't care. Um, and... Well, and the, even the one scene where he's like, well, you know, what were you expecting? And she's, and, well, she asks him, what were you expecting from an author? And he's like, oh, I expected, you know, thick glasses skirts. and tweed skirts and... And rather um, large in the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and she's like, he's like, well, what did you expect of a pig farmer? And it was just cute for them to think of because they had picture what they had pictured of each other. And then they were both adorable, especially in the book, because they write for like a lot a long time longer yeah. than they do. And yeah. And so when she gets there and it's like, oh, Mr. Pig Farmer, yeah. Yeah. Of, like showing. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mr. Pig Farmer. Yeah, um, but also, like, the way he takes care of Kit, who we come to find out is in no way his child, but other than... But it put her off for a little while because she thought he was married or... In love with somebody else. Yes. Um, yeah. Did they ever, like... Because I feel like they sort of led us to believe that maybe he was in love with Elizabeth and maybe that was why he was raising Kit. Did they, like, did you guys ever get a sense of that? I, I think they were just good friends. Well, I think okay. even in the book, the they, book he's ambiguous. in love with, like, there was a French woman or something that he was Yeah, and that of... was a whole other storyline that they didn't put into the movie. Yeah. Um, so, I don't think think he is and even if even if the movie is supposed to lead us to believe that he is it's been like four years right so time to move on dude yeah i I think he did and i don't i think and because she was in love with the can i say that she was in love with the german yes okay so because she was in love with the german i don't think there was ever really a time for them to right well um, he was like such good friends with the german guy that i i i don't i don't think we're supposed to pick up that okay. he's in love with her. I just remember, especially watching the movie today, when we just watched it, I I got the feeling that maybe there was something between him and Elizabeth that was alluded to, but not yeah. really fleshed out. Well, and I think, too, in the books, they are able to... I don't mean to spend the whole time comparing the books and the movie, but they were able to bring out more of their friendship, of his friendship with the German, and, and her relationship with the German it was very well established in the book, way more than it was in the movie, I thought. Yeah. But, that was a cute German, by the way. Yeah. yeah, cute. Everybody's cute. I know. Yeah. Um, the what... little old man was cute. He was cute. <laughs> it's true. What makes Dazi different from the other men in Juliet's life, and what makes him so appealing to her? Do you think in in the movie? Wow, that's an excellent question. Thank you. Besides the fact that he was Michael Huseman. Yeah. Um. I think 
well, one of the things is, is down to earthness. I don't think she was into that lifestyle that she was getting herself into with all the fancy dinner parties and the... Well, because let me ask you this, too. My, my next question after this one was, uh, Juliet struggles with the post-war frivolity that she kind of finds herself immersed in in London. Uh, what did you make of that aspect of her journey and to where she is by the end of the movie? And how does Dazie kind of fit into that? I'll well, say. she even says in the movie, she says, I feel like we've come through a black tunnel into a carnival. And um, so they came out of this just horrific experience and now everything was happy, happy, joy, joy. And she wasn't feeling it. She mm -hmm. was seeing it all around her, but she wasn't feeling, you know, she still was... Grieving her parents and yeah, everything I mean, that just, has happened. And yeah, everything she'd been through. And so when she found these people who were still struggling with like real life, not just like, you know, struggling because they went through a bad situation, but they were still literally struggling with trying to find Elizabeth and... And, I mean, the war wasn't over for them, like she kept saying. And um, Well, and they, like, uh, unlike London, they had, like, Germans living right right mm -hmm. with them, you know. They, yeah. And they were occupied. Occupying their island. And they yeah. had to, well, they did send their children away, as so did, as they did in London. London <laughs> sent children away as well. But, um, you know, they were living what everyone feared was going to happen to everywhere. Yeah. And um, it was a, a horrendous experience for them. Mm -hmm. And and she, I think, was able to understand what they were going through better than she was able to understand what London was doing. Yeah. Well, and all the men in her life, like Sydney, her publisher, and then her boyfriend, Mark, they were always asking her, like, why can't you move on from this? Like, why can't you let yourself be happy and find your new apartment and get married and be happy? And Dossie never posed that question to her. He yeah. never asked her why she wasn't able to move on because he got it. Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah, we should also say she's engaged to this Markham Reynolds, who is played by super cute Glenn Powell, who's in Set It Up, which we also love. Um, possible future rom-com talk because it's yeah. on Netflix and easily accessible. Um, but, so she's engaged to him and yeah, he's just much, he's an American, so, you know, we're brash and loud to begin with, but he's kind of much more in the, let's celebrate. And I, like, the thing is, is I get that. I get that, like... Wanting to cut loose after... Yeah, at the, that mentality that you saw a lot of people, like, let's party, like, yeah. got through that, let's celebrate. Because we're kind of in the middle of that right now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We were talking about, like, <laughs> the isolation that they talk about um, being in Guernsey... And it's like, wow, yeah, we're... Timely. Yeah. <laughs> well, the whole reason they started the little literary society, which didn't start as a literary society, but the whole reason they got together is because they all felt so alone and isolated in their respective homes. And... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and so, but I also get that everybody is going to come out of that situation, um, especially in England, which I think felt it a lot more than and we, did. we did here. Um so everybody's going to react and feel differently about that. And I think that she was just feeling different from a lot of the other, like Sydney and Markham that were... Well, everyone grieves differently. Yeah, for and sure. And she wasn't grieving the way... I mean, she wasn't feeling it. She wasn't grieving the way other people were grieving. Yeah. So. And she's also got like some writer's block going on, it looks like. and PTSD um, almost. Yeah. And uh, Guernsey kind of seems to release that pressure pressure valve for her. Um, but yeah, and I, and, you know, she talks a lot about how Dazie is like her kindred spirit that she meets through her letters. And I, so I think that in a lot of ways, not just in how they react to the war, but they just kind of get each other with their love for Charles Lamb and things like that. Um, what do you think the significance for her for Juliet is of Elizabeth's story. Huh. I haven't thought about that. The significance for her of Elizabeth's story. I think she found Elizabeth to be such a giving person. Because I think Elizabeth was, you know, she would do anything for anybody to the point where she got arrested and then eventually killed. Yeah. Because she was willing to do anything for anybody. Well, and there's I think, just example after example. I mean, even the way she dies in the camp, spoiler yeah. alert, is, you know, she's saving a girl who's getting beaten. 
And um, I think that she really admired her. And I mean, everything that she learned about Elizabeth was just like, wow, what an amazing person she was, even though she was just this little girl from a small town, you know, from a small place, even for the reason she stayed in Guernsey. She came to Guernsey to visit a friend and could have left before the Germans got there, but chose to stay because her friend was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And um, just everything she did was for other people. And I think that, uh, I think that Lily James, who I can't remember her name now. Juliet. Juliet. How could I forget that? I think that Juliet just really was impressed by that and that this person had done so much even though she was just no one literally no one knew who she was or what mm -hmm. you know or knew her story and I think that's why she felt she needed to share that story yeah well I think too she, like she was a writer so that's probably how she connects with the world is through stories so when she was trying to get to know all these people and kind of figure out why their lives had taken the turn that they had like that story was what kind of connected her to that place yeah I also think that in Elizabeth, she kind of found someone who was able to find, I don't want to say joy, but she was able to stay robust and um, full of life, like, to and, the end. And optimistic. Yeah, and I think she was, Juliet was lacking some of that, you know, even post the war. And so I think that maybe kind of drew her to her, to her as well um but yeah i was just wondering because it's i mean like basically the crux of the story is what happens to elizabeth well and i also think she becomes so in love with these people yeah and so i think and elizabeth is really the uniting force the uniting force of this whole little group yeah and i think that also draws her into the story is that all these people who she's come to love you know, how did they all become this family? And mm -hmm. it was really through Elizabeth. So that yeah. was why she was drawn to that story. Yeah. Um, who is your favorite society member? Hmm. Well, Dazi, obviously. But um, <laughs> I love Isola. Yeah, that's my pick, that's too. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. And she's played so well. I mean, I remember liking her in the book because she's kind of this... I don't know. She's kind of hippie -ish. almost like hippie dippy. <laughs> I guess more gypsyish would be yeah. The, yeah. The, the thing of the of the day. But um, she's uh, just kind of whimsical and and you know she's got a very romantic heart. You know, with all of her Wuthering Heights and yes, which. I made the comment to Julie. She's talking about, like, I can't wait for my Heathcliff to show up. And I'm like, who wants Heathcliff? Yeah. <laughs> well, romantic girls want Heathcliff. Uh, hard pass. <laughs> we're, we're far too practical and cynical for that. But um, I just, I love her. And I love um, the relationship that they, and... Yeah, you know. their little friendship that kind of develops over the course of the book and the movie is, is really cute and sweet and... You know, she kind of, she feels very insecure about herself, and Juliet's this kind of fashionable, uh, yeah, so beautiful young girl, and so I think she's just kind of drawn to her, but then also, like, they become really genuine friends. I do also like the postmaster, just because he's, like, so taken with her when he sees yeah. her. Beautiful Juliet. Yeah. He's got a little crush on her when he, he yeah. meets her. I thought that was sweet. And his little Eben is the postmaster. His grandson. His, his little grandson, Eli, is so cute. So cute. I don't always like kids in movies. I don't mean to... I, that doesn't... No, It sounds worse than... They're not I mean. great actors. You hate they're children. Not, yeah, I dislike children really strongly. <laughs> um, no, yeah, they're not great actors, but I felt like that kid... Well, we've made the same comment about kids in books because sometimes they're written so precocious and, and it's just yeah. like, really? Is this really, this is not real life children. Which there was a touch of that in him too, but he also had like a, a maturity bit. that I think. But I think because of everything he'd been through, I mean, right. you know, but he was just really a cute he kid. Really cute. And even Kit was really cute. Yeah, and, Kit is very cute too. And uh, not a, another example of not too, where she's not too precocious, where yeah. she's yeah. like, and she's just so sweet and how much she likes, how much she likes Juliet. Um, I, this is usually the segment of the show where I say, let's talk about sex, baby, but There's that doesn't sex happen, happen to apply. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, we're going to just skip that one. To my chagrin. Are you going to skip to my squinniest moment? Yes. So, <laughs> what is 
everybody's swooniest moment. There's not a whole lot to pick from. No. I mean, there's little things, like when the doll drops and they both go to reach for the doll and their yeah. hands touch, and yeah. you're just like, ah. Or when they're in his room together. That's, yes. I think, going to be my favorite. Yeah. First of all, he looks redonkulous. Because <laughs> he's been working outside, yeah. he's got his shirt unbuttoned, and he's sweaty, and you're just like, oh. And that's when his hair is all tousled, and it's like, oh. <laughs> And they have a very significant, like... Close talking moment, and like this really breathy conversation. Picks like the flowers out of her hair, and it's just like, oh, dude. And it's in his bedroom. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. that was the thing I liked because usually in movies, when like a female character encroaches, encroaches, kind of like goes into a man's room or something like that, and he finds her. He's always like, "What are you doing in here?" And yeah. he was like, "Oh, hey." He's like, oh, welcome. <laughs> Fancy meeting you here. My bed's still unmade. Since you're already here. <laughs> well, because she's looking at, like, the books on his bedside table, and um, it's... Going through his underwear drawer. Yeah, you know, all of it. It's... <laughs> I don't remember that part, maybe, but maybe that in your own mind. That's what I would have been doing. <laughs> of course. Well, yeah, Whitney's, we know that. <laughs> Whitney's, uh, what's the word of... I'm okay. a nerd from a John Hughes movie. I yeah. Just like to... Yeah, there you go. Um, so my spooniest moment, I want to, I have to pay homage to the end of the movie. Yeah. Which is extraordinarily spoony. Yeah. But I really love the part where they get the manuscript for her book that she's written about them and she writes the letter mm-hmm. and the letter's very sweet and it's, the letter's kind of geared towards all of them but you can tell it's kind of mostly geared towards Dossie and um where she's saying I found you and you took me in and you know it's like oh she's talking to him and so um and then he just sets everything down he's like I gotta go well I love that you know he's because they're like but she's engaged and he's like no she's not anymore and it's like where does it say that but he just can tell from what she's saying in the letter that she's kind of moved past that relationship with Mark and he can go go get her. And, and so he's going to go to London and find that girl. And they <laughs> and they meet on the dock and it's all very sweet. sweet and cute. he can't hear her calling him right away. And, and then, then the net lifts. lifts and he's standing there <laughs> and it's like <laughs> And then I have to give a shout out to her saying, will you marry me? Because I'm in love with you. <laughs> so let's and, just do this. And it's not him. And which, by the way, that's the way it was in the book, too. Yeah. And it was just her, you know, because she knew if she waited around for him to get around to it, it would it never probably would have happened. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, like, Do you not well, think he was at that point? In the movie, yes. But in the book, he was just super shy. He was that's way true. shyer in the book yeah. than he was here. And um, so I just love that she's the one that said, I want you to marry me. Yeah, because I'm in love with you. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, there's, and then also, it's it's not super, super swoony, but it is sad when he's, like, telling her goodbye at the plane. Oh, yeah. And you can just see how, like, because everybody else is standing there waving at her, and he's, like, over there in the corner, like, all dejected. Like, grieving. Yeah, yeah and it's well, like, she was because when she got on the plane, she was just like, I don't want to go. I don't want to yeah. leave. Yeah. And them at the end reading the Shakespeare to Kit and like holding hands is super cute. And they both had wedding rings. <laughs> so they also got married right away. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, and then yeah, I think we I've already touched on it, but I think we need to give a special, special shout out to his knitwear because <laughs> he was just wearing the hell out of those sweaters. This has been the year of men in knitwear. Yeah, because Chris Evans in Knives Out, out was yeah, nice. Rocking the sweaters. That's what we should start a thread on the group of oh, men in a knitwear. Thread. <laughs> a thread. A <laughs> thread. <laughs> okay, let's hear what some of the listeners had to say. Um, Marta said it was a sweet movie. Even my husband liked it. Mostly because it was the cast of Downton Abbey in a slightly different setting. <laughs> That's what I kept saying to Whitney. I kept saying, they were in Downton Abbey together. They were in Downton Abbey together. <laughs> There's like Four people from Downton Abbey because you've yeah. got Jessica Brown Finlay, Lily James, uh, Penelope, what's her name, uh, or Prudence oh. on Downton Abbey, the older the lady. mom from Shaun of the Dead? <laughs> Dan, Dan Stevens' mom. Yeah. Um, Cousin Ivy. Or no, yeah. Cousin Violet. And then there's somebody else, isn't there? Who am I missing? 
I thought there was somebody else. But maybe not. Oh, uh, Mark Good. Wasn't he in? Matthew Good. Matthew maybe. Good, sorry. He was in, he married Lit Love. Yeah. Mary he, Crawley later. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he was in Down Abbey. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so abound. It's yeah. almost like it's not a very big country and they only have so many actors and so they just all show up in the same <laughs> well, thing. I think we've made that comment yes, before. Yes, we have. <laughs> There's like 10 actors in, in England and they're all in everything. And they're all smoking hot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Natalie says, oh man, I loved this book so much. So when I heard they were making a movie, I was extremely excited, but also a little wary in the way you can get about something you love being changed and remade in another format. That's me with Bridgerton's, but I'm still excited. Um, anyway, she says, I think the movie did an excellent job at adapting the book, even if I still prefer the book. The characters seemed a little weirder slash zanier slash more eccentric in the book, which I preferred. And I didn't love the changed timeline slash relationship between Julia and Mark. However, the movie did a really great job with the cinematography, casting, scenery, and romance. Hello, Dozzy. I also appreciate the attempt to... Portray the melancholy Juliet felt after the war, which could be difficult to translate to screen. It's a winner in my book. Um, yeah, the thing is with the way that book is written, it would have it's it's you had to near impossible. Yeah, you had to change stuff in order to. Yeah, you couldn't have done it exactly the same. And and I get why they kept the French girl out of it. And I mean, all the changes that they made, I could see why they made them. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, especially time rela- timeline related. It just wouldn't have worked. Um, Aaron said, I adore this movie. I've rewatched it a number of times, so I'll happily rewatch it again. Uh, Mikhail Husman, I say his name every wrong, and his chunky knit honestly make me swoon. Yes, Aaron. <laughs> the sweetness of the love story that evolves between Julia and Dazi is what brings me back to the movie again and again. Yes. Cassie says this was a rewatch for me and it was just as good the second time around. I love the whole cast. Any chance to see some of my favorites from Downton Abbey is great. The buildup of the romance between Juliet and Dazzy is so sweet. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Um, Catherine said it's a rewatch for me too. I first read the book years ago. It was a wreck from my grandmother. I think it was also a wreck from my grandmother. Yeah. Um, my mom read it first and then she had my sister read it. And then she had my other sister read it, and then my sister had Whitney read it, and then my sister got me to read it, and then I got, well, actually, Ellen read it before I did. Yeah, that's true. Um, Catherine continues, the thing I loved most of all, oh, I think it might have been one of the last books she ever read, is what she says about her grandmother. Um, That's sweet. The thing I loved most of all about the book was the epist... Epistolatory? Is that how you say that? Epistolatory? Yeah. Epistolatory format. So obviously the movie had an uphill battle to fight. Yeah. I like that Markham is the guy from Set It Up. Which means that they were done in letters. Yes. Yes. I know. I know, but I'm not sure that everybody knows what I mean. Um, Ellen, it's written in the format of letters. (laughs) There were letters involved, Ellen. Letters (laughs) letters to and from different people. (laughs) I love the shots of the water and the countryside on the island. It looks beautiful. I also think her blue coat is so stylish. Uh, Poor Mikhail Huseman should have been on our sexiest man of the year bracket. What a nice looking man. Um, Yes. When I saw that you said that, Catherine, I was like, oh my gosh, that is such a big oversight on our part. Well, next year, what we should do is do um, hot men that we overlooked last time or something. Hot men that aren't normally, like your honorable mentions. Skylar Aston. Oh, sorry. What what about him? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, like guys that aren't. Go ahead, say it. Who are hot, but aren't like out there like your Chris, Chris Hemsworths and, and your Chris Evanses. And so your... we did a sex, we did a March Madness like sexiest man alive uh-huh. bracket type thing, um, and Mom and I did one, and Chris Hemsworth won that. Uh, Chris Evans won the groups overall. Uh, I love me a Chris Evans. Yeah. Well, Chris's in general are usually quite nice, but. So we should, you know, it's not the Henry Cavill's and it's not the, but these guys who are kind of overlooked by things like Or that. we could do, like, like Chris we could do characters in, um, <laughs> we could do characters from, like, rom-coms, like, the characters themselves. Oh, yeah. And Dazzy could be. See, that's my thing, is that I'm always into characters more than I am into, like, the actors behind them, which... That's not that's invariably not true. true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? I know you. That's Would not true. Would you consider this a rom-com? 
No, it's not a rom-com, but, like, from romance movies. Okay, romance movies. That'll give you. But rom-com. I wouldn't call this a rom-com. No, it's not a rom-com. Um, Catherine continues, what a nice-looking man. Indeed. Seriously. Uh, Lily James is so pretty, too. Also, can you imagine being fancy enough that your publisher will help you look for places to stay? LOL. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I think um, he, it was more that he was her friend, right? Yeah, because they are very good friends. They've known each other for years. Yeah. yeah. Um... Nara says, I was afraid of watching it because it's one of my favorite books ever. I read it uh, first two years ago and then over and over again. I was not disappointed. It was a good adaptation and I understand the suppression of some characters. At two hours, the movie is long enough. The whole group had a lot of chemistry. Mikhail Huseman, uh, sweaty with some chest showing, made me swoon. Girl, Seriously, same. yes, Nara. Um, I felt it was a bit rushed at times. The book takes its time building all the relationships, and we get to appreciate each member of the society. I just love them. And we can also see at the beginning that Markham is not the man for her. Uh, the costumes are amazing. I'd love to have Juliet's wardrobe. And they did a good job with the shabby clothes the Islanders had. Yeah. They did a good job with, like... Making everything, making it apparent that, like, they are shabbier. Right. Um, but still, it was, like, lovely. The, um, I don't get why the potato peel pie was so bad. Yeah, if it's just potatoes, wouldn't it just taste like potatoes? potatoes. Which people eat all the like time. Like mashed potatoes. Yeah. It would taste That's, like. Well, like, we put a bunch of milk and butter in our mashed potatoes. Yes, but yeah. it shouldn't have been vomit-inducing like it was. <laughs> but I've eaten... Just cook boiled potatoes with nothing on them. Yeah. And and did you retch? No. no. It was it. I mean, it's not my favorite, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah. No. I I am with you. And I do remember my grandpa telling me that during the war they would use potato peels for all kinds of things Gross. because they had a lot of them. They had a lot of potato peels, and they didn't have a lot of other stuff. Not a lot of bread it's and things fiber, like that. So I yeah. think I don't know actually. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? Um, singular male listener Jason said, so I watched it last night, and I have to say I really enjoyed it. It Even my eyes got a little dust in them once or twice. I think I will definitely read the book now. Um, read yeah. the book, Jason. Yeah, the book is good. Um, it's not like a typical romance book, though, so don't yeah. go into it thinking it's a romance book. Jason, I know you're a romance reader now. We're, yes. we're claiming you as one of ours. And, um, yeah, there's not as much romance in the book. But I think Jason is open-minded enough to yes, it's true. take it on. Um, any final thoughts on the movie? I love the movie. I was so glad that they made it. Yes. I think that more books with romance in them should be made into movies. Well, and we've talked about this, but I think that... Especially now that we have so many different platforms that are making content now, you definitely, and they're looking for cheap content to make that still does well. That's why you're seeing such the uptick in romances coming out of Netflix and things like that, or even Hulu with Palm Springs and, um... Which was a delightful movie, by the yes, way. Yes, which Whitney needs to watch because I know she'll like it. Oh my God. I don't know if we mentioned it last last week on the show. We did, I think. Okay. Um, anyway, so I am all here for, as I've termed, the rom-commissance. <laughs> well, what <laughs> oh needs to happen gosh. is these movie producers need to contact us yeah, and, and say, we will tell them all the books say, that they what should make. we make into movies, and we will make it known to them what they should do. Well, and okay, what would be your answer to that? Well, if I don't get a Winston Brothers series... Yeah. Well, I'm assuming we're getting... Bridgertons, even though, you know, the elusive Bridgertons. It'll come. <laughs> but there's a lot of them that I I want them to make movies of, and they already are, like Hating Game and uh, Kiss Quotient. Kiss Quotient. And, um, but yes, Winston Brothers series. Winston a series Brothers. for Winston Brothers and a series for Nadine in the City. Yeah. And um, and of those two, I, would re- I really think the Winston Brothers would make such an excellent TV series. Yeah. Just because their books are so intertwined in each other. And you could do such a great series out of all of that. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, we love those books. Uh, what would you say? Um, uh, Besides yeah. Winston Brothers, what would be your next <sighs> go-to? Well, I'm, I am excited for Roomies. Um, I think that'll be good. What else? I don't know. Anything. If, if they were to announce any 
romance novel well, getting made into a book, I would be Isn't Stars doing, uh, what, what's her name's books? Alexa Martin. Yeah. Yeah, the like blitzed and fumbled. Yeah, fumbled and. and yes, they are. And stars. They're not, they're not going to leave out the sexy stuff. They're not messing around over on yeah. stars. It's going to get saucy. <laughs> are the is. books initially pretty saucy? Because the source material was there for Outlander. Well, I mean, like, in a romance novel, there's usually typically always a sex scene. Banging. Yeah. Yeah. Banging. Banging. Boning. Um, all those words. All of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but not porking. Come not, on, Whitney. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I just, I'm just here for... Even if it's a romance novel, I don't particularly care for, which I've yet to run into one that I'm like, ugh, no. Actually, we've had a couple where I've I was going to say, you've never read one that you hated? You know what? It would be awesome to see, not the Fallen Angel series, but it's called something else. Oh, but uh, yeah. The, like, Scandal Scam- and Scoundrels or Scam- something yeah. like that. You guys know what I mean. The Sarah yeah. McLean series. Um, to see that play out with the twist <sighs> in it, that would be... So okay. cool. It'd be I hard to do. I, I mean, in like a show in a movie form. The thing is, is contemporaries are always going to get ad- adapted first because they're cheaper to yeah. make. Um, I would love more like Regency historical series. Um, what was I? I was just thinking of one, and then you started talking and sorry, ruined it for me. <laughs> Story of our life. Basically. It's usually the other way around, though. Ellen uh, ruins it for me. Yeah, I can't remember now which one I was going to say. Um, ooh, ooh, um, what was the North, the apple cider guys? Um, oh, uh, True North. Or, no, the, uh, <laughs> the prison one. Ooh, uh, Devil's Rock. Yes. Yeah, that would be good. Ooh, that would is be it good. a romance story set uh, in a men's prison? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> well, a bunch of dudes. The first one is set in the prison. And the beginning of it is set in the prison. She's the nurse. She's hey, a nurse hey. Whitney's a nurse. I am a nurse. Um, but she's <laughs> at like a, a prison. Are you a nurse at a prison? I wish. Apparently, <laughs> no, no. I don't know that you do. No, <laughs> she's a nurse that goes and works at a prison. And you know, of course, all the guys that are in this series are actually innocent. Have you ever actually. seen people that are in prison? <laughs> yeah. No. In my experience, not super hot. Um. Well, not. In the, you need to read this series of books because yeah. apparently you're wrong. Okay. You don't know what you're talking all about. Right. Oh no, uh, Marianne Zapata books would be good too. Yeah, they would. Those are those are slow burns. Those are slow burns, but they could pick up the pace a little bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Really, just romance. Yeah, we always want romance. Yeah. Bring it on. Um. Okay. Any other final thoughts? Whitney, sorry that this was like a much heavier episode than I was thinking it would be. Heavier in what way? Uh, just talking about we are all very introspective well yeah. there's no sex to talk about yeah what's oh. what you then have to get the philosophical why, why are we even doing this why are we <laughs> that's <laughs> a philosophical question if there's no sex did it even happen <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> So Whitney, Whitney needs book, to come back and read, like, a bonkers, like, we need to, Whitney needs to come back and read, like, an ice planet with us or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that would, that would be good. <laughs> I, if you pick one that isn't super, like, bodice rippy, I would, gosh, I don't mean to, all of my experiences with romance novels have been. How are their boobs supposed to get out if you don't rip the bodice? <laughs> <laughs> if a tree Carefully falls in the <laughs> Nope. They gotta rip it. Okay. Whitney has... As you can tell from that comment right there, she has a stigma and a perception of romance no. novels that is not true. Okay, I and understand that not, is not all in romance all books. is made alike. I get that. It's a very broad genre. I just, the samples of it that I have encountered have not been my favorite. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ellen's got this look on her face like she can't decide whether she wants to stab me in the throat or... I always have that look on my face <laughs> where you're concerned. Take me under her wing like a baby bird. <laughs> no, I think it's the stabbing. Yeah, it's the <laughs> stabbing. Um, no, we'll start you with something good like Bridgerton's okay. and get you hooked. Okay. And then, you know. But you have to have an open mind. Which, that's... Definitely. That's like, where not. we're going to struggle <laughs> with you. My mind is so so open because you're gonna go in 
if okay listeners if you have a good one that you think we should start her with someone who has a stigma about romance and thinks it's all either hallmark or bodice rippers stick up her butt about the whole thing oh i hate hallmark movies is yeah. that is that what's no i don't back? like hallmark movies either no yes. i know but like, it is I what's holding if you that's back. like what i'm afraid of yes it is because you her mom her anytime her mom and i get together we talk about the yeah. Hallmark movies we've Ad been watching. friggin' nauseum. Because <laughs> we both like the Hallmark movies, and Whitney does not. Oh, she's a heart surgeon who works too hard. He's a free spirit that owns a bookstore. Oh, well, like, they meet in a meet-cute. I wonder if they're gonna get together and live happily ever after. Like, I hate that. But, yes, they are going to get together. <laughs> Just I know. For the record. And move to a small town. Um, yes. So, if you have a good suggestion, I'm thinking, because, like, you do like a rom-com. I do. So that doesn't make sense to me. Like I am an enigma wrapped in a mystery, <laughs> wrapped in a burrito. Because most of our most of our um, most of our what do I want to say contemporaries are rom-commy. Yeah, yes. which is cool. So like I think Hating Game would be a great choice for you. Great choice. Okay. Um. Bridgertons, because you do also like period dramas and, and the like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that Winston's is right where I'd start you, uh, but you might like a she might like a kiss quotient, which you know is a little bit more serious and literary as well. That's me, serious and literary. <laughs> Look at her; she <laughs> looks serious and literary. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Anyway, so we're gonna get we. I am. Bound and determined to make Whitney at least... You don't even have to become an avid romance reader. I just need you to respect the genre more. Okay. I respect people who appreciate the genre. Isn't mm. that enough? No. She okay. respects me because I'm awesome. I respect the hell out of you. <laughs> you? Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, true. We you all, know what you did. We all know that. <laughs> we, we get it. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Whitney. We're going to have you back because I'm going to make you read a romance novel and you're gonna like it damn it thank you for having me yes (laughs) all right mom uh you know you're always here uh so those are our thoughts yeah i am and some of your thoughts on the guernsey literary and potato peel pie society and we would love to hear more from you on our facebook page our facebook group which is not your mom's facebook group our goodreads group our twitter and instagram which are at not your mom's rom or you can email us at not your mom's romance book club at gmail.com so if you want to read along with us and uh, email us with your thoughts or if you would like to just a book for us to read we'd love to hear from you on August 3rd, we will be discussing The Rakes by Scarlett Peckham. Uh, remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. Ellen, as always, you are ever so welcome. Thanks, Whitney. Thanks, Ellen. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.